Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the real talk. There's <laughs> a real something today. Oh, yeah. Happy Friday. Cheers. We got to butt it, remember? <laughs> uh, uh. All right, so moving on. All right, so what are we talking about today? What is Heather? Heather's a mess just like the rest of us. Yes, she is. She needs a new updo. Uh, today we're talking about moderators and speakers and politically charged events. <laughs> I was waiting for you I to was say like, it. I don't. I wouldn't really call it politically charged. Oh, uh, question. Just call it a no. bunch of assholes talking into microphones. It's for that, or they can be. Um, Oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Words today. Pretentious. No. <laughs> no. Disruptive. No, you're disruptive. I'm S trying to guess your words. Squirrel. Um, what am I? <sighs> touchy subjects. What's a better way to say that? That's basically what it is. Politics are touchy subjects. Just like religion and finances and, you know, all the great things that help the divorce rate in this society. I feel like that's mostly cheating, but okay. I said help. I didn't say solely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you want to start with? You want to start with speakers? You want to start with moderators? I have a lot to say about moderators. Let's start with speakers. All right. I don't have as much. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you don't know your stuff, then maybe you should not be speaking. Then no one would ever be on TV. <laughs> ever. <laughs> True. I feel like radio personalities know more than some of these speakers that come and talk about their, you know. Well, because radio personalities have to know a lot about everything, right? I know. Heard you like spirit fingers too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, they have to know a lot about a little, a little bit about, a, oh my gosh, Whoa. a little bit about a lot of things. But you get a speaker who it's their niche or their, you know, profession. Okay, but if we're expert. talking about politicians, they're supposed to know a lot about a lot of things because they're supposed to be making decisions about a lot of things, so yeah, they should be educated yes, they on should those be topics. Educated, but they also have experts who work for them, right? Just like in Some of them, <laughs> some of those politicians fire everybody and they're like, oh look, that oh, one's God. pretty, put yeah, her in there. That's not. Which one, we, is that Clinton that you're referring to? Nope. Okay. The orange one. The orange one. All right, so let's not get into specifics about... I didn't say their name. I know. I'm just saying. Let's not get into specifics. Overall, what's your favorite part about speakers? There's not a favorite. <laughs> like favorite negative or favorite positive? Uh, whatever pops into your head. Um, my favorite is when speakers think that because you work there, because you work where they're at, they just have access to do whatever they want. In what sense? Like the touchy-feely stuff. Like, yeah. What do you mean touchy-feely? Like they wanna like touch your arm or like hug you and you're like, no. Like, why are you touching me? That was the thought that just went through my head when you just Yeah, that. exactly. See? Personal bubble. Yeah. yeah. Stay away from my personal bubble. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a speaker do that, though. 
I'm not as friendly as you are. You guys I already wasn't told even me. Being friendly. Well, yeah, but you're. Like that was the problem. You don't have the RBF that I do, so it's a little bit easier for people to, you know, approach you about things, whereas people are like arm's length with that woman. Yeah. Sure. So that's my favorite negative about speakers. Favorite? Why would you? And when they're like, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? And you're like, I'm sorry, was that in like the sheet that you sent with your like event planner or host of like all the special stuff that you need? Is it not in there? Then you don't get it. But I'm sure they probably behave that way because of previous experience. Sure. That doesn't mean it's right. I never said that. All I said is it was probably based on a previous Making excuses experience. for them. I'm not making excuses. You can apply that same idea to any part of our industry. Specifically weddings. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that take you to mention weddings? <laughs> like, was that was like a whole four minutes? Five minutes. A whole five minutes. I made it. Before five you mentioned minutes. weddings. We're not talking about weddings today. I know. I'm sorry. I hate weddings. So what's your favorite part about speakers? Um, oh, man. I don't know. Are we talking negative favorite or positive uh, Whatever comes to mind first. I don't like any of it. <laughs> I don't. You just don't like people. I don't. Fine. You know, I made that comment the other day when I was dropping my child off at daycare. I told one of the, I told the assistant principal, I said, you know, I don't even know why I'm in the service industry. I don't like people. <laughs> I don't like specific types of people. Basically everything. <laughs> like anyone that breathes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the one thing Please that... save your existential crisis for later, please. <sighs> okay. Yeah. No, I think the number one thing that drives me up the wall um, is just... Okay, so we are expected as planners or facilitators to know the importance of the person coming in, right? Like who's coming to speak. But why wouldn't you from a speaker standpoint at least go to figure out what venue you're going to, where you're speaking, maybe at least get a face to a name or figure out a way to, I don't know. Google it? Well, yeah, I know we always talk about the Google, but I mean like know where you're going, at least have a general idea of who you might be working with. So that way when someone does approach you, they don't look at you and go, yeah, what do you need? Like, no, I mean, I, I work here. I don't have a label or, you know, my title on my forehead. Do you wear your name tag? I do wear my name tag, but they're tiny. And there's a reason they're tiny, because I also don't want people to know I work here. <laughs> I want them to know, but I don't want them to know. So when shit goes wrong, they don't know who to ask. But when shit goes right, I need them to know who I am. <laughs> huh. Yeah. All right. Okay, so moderators? I haven't had a whole lot of experience with moderators. You've watched a lot okay. of moderators. Let me rephrase that. The work that I have done with moderators of events, I wouldn't really deem them a true moderator, you know, because they're not kicking people off the stage if they're going over. Or they're not, like, handling the situation. They're just kind of like the face and the announcer. They're not really a... You're three minutes over, get off the stage, like come out with a sheep hook. But see, that's not a moderator. That's more of like a 
stagehand type person. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right. So I know I said we weren't going to talk about this, but let's talk about what happened during the presidential debate. No, Watch you it. specifically said we were going to talk. Well, about, the, but not about the specific subjects. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about how the whole situation was handled. As a moderator, yes, you have to be um, assertive and communicate clearly, but you also don't have to be an asshole. And you also don't have to try and push your own beliefs into the conversation because you're literally just sitting there to try and Facil navigate facilitate and facilitate convers conversation. Yes, the conversation. Um, yeah, I think there were several things that went wrong as a nation that brought us here to this point. Um, the, the moderator definitely should have kept his own opinions to himself. Now, if he was reading somebody else's opinion, like a civilian's a question, yeah, a quote, that's one thing. Um, but he's definitely there to be the neutral party. Right. Which does not happen hardly ever. Should be the neutral party. Yeah. Well, even in some of the things we've seen, um, you know, instead of having the open questions, people submit questions to the moderator. So even then, they're pulling their opinions from those questions sure. of how they're going to navigate, nav navigate that conversation. So even then, it's still, you know, not, I mean, it's just not controlled very well. No. And I'm not it's saying not, you should, And that's the debate commission. Like, they should have had better things put in place because at any point for any presidential debate, I mean... Not to the extent of the current one, but it's happened before where people are talking over other people and you kind of have to rein them back in. So, like, there should have already been in place. Yeah. Like, well, you're allowed to do, like, as a moderator, you're allowed to do this. You're, you know, you're allowed to cut their microphone. You're allowed to hit the red buzzer and they drop through the floor. And, alligator pit. I don't know. Um... <laughs> But as a moderator, I think you're in a tough situation because well, you, you can only be so you can only be polite so many times before you're like, "Shut up, man." Okay, so well, let's take that and flip it. So then that would be another thing that you would, I would, ex I would expect people to address with the speakers or the people participating. There has to be a two-way level of respect. We get you want to make your point across. We get you want to give your scientific opinion of things, but there has to be something that, you know, a guideline they have to follow, I would hope. Over the past four years, okay, I'm not talking. Have you seen any two-way respect or rule following going on? Like, I understand, like, the, it's, in theory, that should work great, okay. but you have to have a person that says, like, Yes, I will follow these rules, even if it upsets me, even if it pisses me off, like, I'm going to adhere to this, because that's what a decent human being is going to do. And that's on both sides of the line, right? Mm -hmm. And it's for past debaters, present, like, the vice presidents, the president, everybody. Like, you have to have that. And it's lacking on both sides, because it, it wasn't just like a one-sided thing. One was heavier than the other, but they were both... You're talking heavier as far as comments go, right? Yes. <laughs> heavier with the interruptions, 
the disrespect. I mean, it was it was both sides. Right. And as a moderator, that's like, how do you handle that? When two people start going at it on stage and you're like, excuse me, like, your time's up. Hold up. Like, next question. I'm sorry. Like... Yeah, but how about having the control like, booth, like, killing the microphone? It's got to be part of the debate commission. That was something that they are now looking into putting in place for future debates. I don't think, I don't think any debate these days is the correct formula for what it should have been or should be and was many years ago. Well, I mean, the whole point it of boils the debate, down to respect. Well, yes, but the whole point is to speak on your beliefs, your plan for whatever the topic is, not to, you know, the shame the other person yes. and everything they've done in their life. Yeah. So then if you, all right, so let's, let's talk about this article that you sent me. Because I, ha I have a question. I has a question. Oh, Lord. The one Which article? Me. Okay. The what it means to be united, why we can't avoid the topic of politics in events. Okay, this is that one that was sent through MPI, or that was done in MPI. So, one of the things that stood out to me was this part about managing and mitigating health and human rights are not to be distracted by competitive arguments to win a vote. Topics such as wear or don't wear a mask, protest or riot, Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter, Cloud the fact that we have chosen a human-centric profession. We are required as professionals to make a decision unclouded by biases. Biases, whatever. So what do you think? What's your interpretation of that? What do you take away from that? What? Um, well, I don't, I don't really know. I think that's a, that's a multi-level question because you have some things that maybe I wouldn't pair together as an event planner, mm -hmm. you know, um, things like if the state says that we all have to wear masks and social distance, then like that's not taking somebody else's right away by saying like, hey, you should probably have a mask on or you need to wear a mask. Um, and then pairing like the Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter, that shouldn't be paired in with the mask thing because that would be you as an event planner saying, I'm going to help facilitate an event that may not align with what I believe in, but I'm still going to do my job. Right. But I think right there, that's the key point that I feel like a lot of people are missing when they're putting on some of these events. They focus solely on their political beliefs, their agenda, what they want, and they forget that in our industry, it's a service. We're literally there to help serve those people who come to either our facility, whatever, come to you as a planner to help plan an event. You have to put your own personal perspective, feelings, whatever aside to be able to do your job. That's fair. That's fair. However, I mean, if somebody wants to host an event that is something that I am completely 100% against, then, like, I found a new job. Well, at this time, like if the Proud Boys showed up and we're like, hey, we want to have a super racially charged um, event at your facility, right, I'm going to be so like, I'm going to need to be sick that day. I'm going to need you to fill me in because I've heard this, but I haven't really looked into it. What is this? I saw something on Netflix about it. Pro what is this? The Proud Boys. It's a very violent white supremacist group. Okay. So we went from the KKK to Proud Boys. No, the KKK is still around. Well, I know, but I mean, like, 
I don't know what what is the where does proud boy come from? No, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I did see the thing on Twitter where um, the LBGTQ community has taken over the proud boys hashtag. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm like that's that's a way to fight it, right? I'll have to look at that one. Yeah. You should. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I would be very much against, like, facilitating or supporting a neo-Nazi white supremacist. Yes, and I would <laughs> hope that most... Although I know that some facilities don't have a choice because you have to take the unbiased mm -hmm. of, like... We are a facility, we have to support like whatever event is going on, and because we're unbiased, you don't get to decide who gets to book an event at that facility or not. Especially in so. this day and age where everybody needs revenue. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm just going to be like, I got some vacation days, right? <laughs> like two weeks. That's that good. <laughs> the few days leading up and then the few days of recovery so you don't have any sort of yeah. association with it whatsoever. Coming in like burn sage, like. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. So how, how prominent do you think it is for these events to continue as we get closer to, you know, the actual election day, voting day, whatever? Well, it'd be great if they just have the debates, <laughs> debates virtually. Yeah. Really? You're going to, okay. Sip your coffee and move it on. <laughs> yeah, well, I have stuff to say on that, but we're just not going to. We're just going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. You don't want to. Nope. And that's fine. I mean, you know, the whole article was about, like, not shying away from talking about politics. Well, okay, so I get that. And one of the notes that I made here was that, um, you know, the one thing that, that bothers me the most when people talk about politics or kind of branching off into that, like, the diversity and inclusion is that they state that people's silence is worse. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. And the reason I don't, I'm not saying that I don't take my own opinions and share them with others, but forcibly share them with others. <laughs> Depends on who you are. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think silence is any worse. I mean, you have people who overdo it that the first reaction is violence. Okay. So my silence to somebody else's violence, I mean, I just don't it's see one extreme or the other. Yeah. I mean, there's no, so I think again, like you have different levels of silence. Like, you cannot repost the stuff on social media, and you cannot, um, you know, virtually speak up about anything that you see going on wrong. But I've always been that type of person that if I see somebody being harassed, or um, even on, like, a customer service standpoint, if an employee is being rude to somebody for what seems like no reason, I'll be the first person to be like, what's really going on here? Yeah. You know, I just feel like it's, even outside of work, like, it's part of my job as a human. Well, yes. As a white human but, who okay. doesn't have to deal with a lot of stuff that other people deal with to be a voice. 
and to be like, hey, are you safe? I mean, I even do it for like when I used to go out. Well, I know, Drunk but, girls. but like, what hey, I'm are saying you safe? is, can I get you your car? Can I get you a taxi? Can I yeah, get you okay, home? Okay, but like, that's different. What I'm saying is, okay, so the way it's always been expressed is that someone who's actively seeking those conversations, like they've made it their sole goal in life to make those changes in our society. Great, more power to them. But I don't feel that same responsibility. I feel more this, the responsibility that you feel. If I see something happen that I don't agree with, that is not right, then I will say something. But I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't feel like, I think the term silence behind all of this is not, I don't know, I just don't feel like it's used correctly. No, well, and that's why I say there's different layers of it, because you can be silent on social media, or you can be that person that's just like, keep your blinders on, you know, keep your head down, say nothing, see nothing, like, just let me be and do me, regardless of anything else that's going on, which I feel like that's the silence that they're talking about. Because you can still speak up against things. You can live that type of lifestyle, but then you can turn around and be that person that reposts on social media. And you may have more of a voice online, but you're not comfortable with it in person, right? right? It's that whole confrontation thing. Yeah. Like, you're not comfortable with it. And that's fine. But I feel like the silence is more towards the people that don't do any of it. That they're just like, well, this is the way society is. Like, oh, deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I just every diversity training we've ever had has never been from that approach. It's always literally been if you're not actively out seeking and encouraging those com uncomfortable conversations, then you not doing that is not helping the situation at all. That's where I struggle. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's fair, I guess. I mean... Why well, just don't think it's right? You don't know anybody. You don't know what they went through. I don't know what somebody else went through, but I know in Ask that them. situation. Well, yes, I understand that. I'm not saying that I don't talk to people, but what I'm saying is it's much easier to be more involved in that when it's situational because mm -hmm. I know right from wrong. I know how I want to be treated, so I would treat somebody with mm -hmm. the same respect. I mean, that line gets kind of blurred sometimes. It, you know, but it's... I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's fair to assume that just because you don't want to be in the middle of that confrontation, because let's say that you're not someone who feels very comfortable defending yourself, mm -hmm. not necessarily verbally, but physically as well, or you mm -hmm. don't feel like you can. So why would you go and seek out that confrontation? That's what I feel like is always being promoted. No, not at all. I mean, I think everybody takes it different. Well, think about you know, diversity even, training. Even the diver diversity training. Like, you have to be able and be okay with change. And so maybe you're not the person actively seeking out the confrontation, but maybe you're there supporting somebody that will or that does. So, you know, like if you were being treated like shit and I saw it, I'd be like, hey, maybe you're like in a good mood and don't feel like fighting anybody. <laughs> You're there to support me standing up for you, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> In a good mood and don't feel like fighting it. Yeah. That's funny. You know, I mean, that's... I feel like there's different roles that people can play because everybody can't play the same role. It doesn't make... It's not feasible with all the different personality types that we have. You just can't. Right. Agreed. I mean, I'm like, burn the world down. Like, let's watch it burn. Like, bring the marshmallows. 
Yeah. But I know that's not right, and we <laughs> and we can't do that, you know. Although, you know, a lot of other countries do that whole revolt thing. <laughs> Works. Sort of. I think sort of. What else? What other sure. takeaways? <laughs> what other takeaways? Um... I don't know, you read it. Well, no, I'm asking you. You're the one that sent it to me. I read it. The only article you read that I send you? That's don't just rude. look at the pictures? I read all of them. I just, sometimes if there's pictures, I start with pictures first. Just to get a general idea. Nerd. Well, it's like, um, I'm a child. That's, what do you think? How do you think I shop for wine? Look at the bottle first, the label. It's marketing. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I do the same thing with articles. That's how Why I buy, not? That's how I buy books. Exactly. <laughs> Is this pretty? Oh, okay. Let me just go see the I back of it. some really good books. Yes. Anyways, um, my takeaway is that we need to start fresh. Like, politicians, all of them need to be out. There needs to be a cap on the Senate. Agreed. 100 you know, on and the House. I mean, there needs to be term limitations. Um, I feel like we need a different type of voting. Because we're only seeing two speakers on stage, There's other people on the ballot, you yeah. know. Um, I was looking at polls and statistics the other day, and where it's like our two candidates are both pretty low on the polls. We have our libertarian third party that's over 50 percent, you know, in the polls. And it's like, why wasn't he invited to this debate? <laughs> you know, but we're so convinced that a two-party system works and that's all we have that voting for a third party takes away votes from one of them and then that just causes them to lose no there's other ways there's other ways for us to count the votes to be able to be like oh this is like truly the popular vote yeah so i don't know society needs to change there's a lot of things that need to change Everyone needs more training. Maybe everybody should do customer service training, like whether they're in customer service or not, to be able to know how to treat people like in the real world. Right. Maybe that needs to be a high school class. Well, I mean, or like why they got rid of kindergarten and fourth grade <clears throat> and eighth grade and like. Well, yeah, but they expect the parents to take care of that at home. But that's part of the problem. That's facilitating the hate and mm -hmm. everything else that's already going on. Yeah, well, it should be part of the life skills class that they got rid of a long time ago that they should have back. I mean, they probably should have gotten rid of that class or, like, reformatted it. You know, like, maybe the guys want to learn how to darn socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just saying. Yeah. All right, so what about next time? I don't know. Something more fun. This is why I don't like talking about this. It's too serious. It's boring. Not boring. It just it's not boring. I will fight you. I, I was know. like, I was actually sitting here like, we should have had some boxing gloves. Okay, it's not boring, but it's heavy. <laughs> it's, it is heavy. It's heavy. Uh, but it's things that we need to talk about. I mean, I talked to my eight-year-old about it. Mm -hmm. Like, these are things that I want him to be aware of. You know, I want him to be that kid that stands up for other people. Like, and so, I don't care if he gets in trouble for it. <laughs> Speaking of standing up for other people, so I watched on Netflix last night, 
I think it's Hubie Halloween is what it's called. It's the new Adam Sandler one. Anyway, so even if you watch the preview, okay, it's a stupid movie. I will promise you that. It is a stupid movie. As soon as you said Adam Sandler, we all knew. Yeah. But the point of it is, when you get to the very end of it, the whole thing is about bullying. It actually turns out to be, in my opinion, a very good movie in that sense. So, I'll never watch it. Well, that's fine. You can read about it. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's, it's stupid funny, but it, it's, you know, things that needs to be addressed more, like you talk about with, with Cameron, you know. Like, I do the same thing with Keegan. You know, you need to be nice to everybody. It doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. Like, just treat them with respect. How you want to be treated is how you should be treating them. Um, but people just don't do that anymore. Grow up in different worlds, I guess. Different eras. So, next time, something more lighthearted. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can talk about the next presidential debate if it happens. Oi, I think we should talk more about, we should do one on Halloween. Like, specifically Halloween and everything you love about Halloween. Oh. Because that's fun. <laughs> it is fun. You, what, what is the bread cold that you make? Which one? I, see, exactly. I don't even remember. We would usually take the day off because mm -hmm. you celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see? I think we should talk about it. Okay. You good with that? That's fine. Halloween. We'll convert some pagans. <laughs> sure. We can do that. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Events. Real talk. <laughs> I had to really think about what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably more coffee. Mm-hmm. Bye.